Now on the Simon Owen Show, Showbiz with Sandy Kay. Say you wanna be in show business. See the man on the TV with a phone smile. Yes, it's time to talk show business at seven after nine. When we do that, we do that with Sandy Kay from a breath of fresh air.com.au. How are you, Sandy? Hi, I'm very, very well, thank you, Simon. And you? I'm a little bit sad. When it, when it comes oh. to what we've seen, I haven't really got anything that's a, sort of a big reveal, but I'm a little bit sad because of something that I saw. So. Uh, oh, I'm interested to find out what that is, Simon Owen. That's that good, and you, as you'd know, that's that good old-fashioned radio hook, isn't it? Stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job. Everybody's hanging off the edge of their seats waiting to see what Simon Owen's finds very sad on the telly. I uh, like it. Yes, wonderful. Now, so uh, where, where do we start? What music news have you got for us this week? Well, let me tell you about a couple of new releases this week. Uh, one guy that I I really liked, sadly no longer with us, was Robert Palmer. And uh, there's a box set out, another box set, called The Island Records Years. It's a nine-CD box set, and it contains all nine albums that Robert Palmer recorded for that label between 1974 and 1985. I didn't realise he'd had that many albums out at the time. It's it's got B-sides as well and demos. And Robert Palmer himself was born in 1949 in Yorkshire in England, but at three months old he moved with his family to Malta, where his dad, who was a naval intelligence officer, was based. He came back to the UK in his teens, he performed with several bands there, and he recorded his first solo album in 1974. It was called Sneak and Sally Through the Alley. I like that title. (laughs) He did did that one in New New Orleans. But uh, Robert Palmer never stopped being a music fan first and foremost. He was often racing to record something that he'd just heard a snatch of on the radio or had caught in a club. He was always thinking of what he could do next and what he could put down as a recording. So he he managed to have a rather astute mixture of originals and well-selected covers that gave him a song palette at times that was so eclectic He really became impossible to pigeonhole. And I know when you say the name Robert Palmer, everybody just pictures that incredible film clip of him with those those really stylish women um, doing one of his classic songs. He was really good. Yeah, Simply Irresistible was the big one with with that in it. That's the one, exactly. And then it was parodied by, um, who was it, the car dealer, had the sharpest pencil in town. Tony Tony White Nissen used it. Yes. Yeah, the same, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, exactly. Um, and and that was off that hugely successful Heavy Nova album. And I loved every song on that album. It was a great album. Ah, so we're talking about someone that you're a fan of for a change. Well, like <laughs> well I, I always found him just a, a little bit sort of unusual in that he, Boy. to me, he just seemed like a middle-aged man who could have been an accountant, and yet here he was, <laughs> quite popular, was singing really good songs. Yeah. Like, he didn't he, he look bit, like a rocker. No, he didn't. He was a bit kind of Brian Ferry-ish. He sort of had a bit of that aloofness and yes. mystique about him, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Shame we lost him. He was a good one. Um, another one that I like, I wonder if you do too, is Shania Twain. Yes. 
She's she's a really great talent, isn't she? She has a new album out. It's called Queen of Me. It's her sixth studio album um, by the Canadian singer and songwriter. Her first album came out in 2017. And um, this one is... Uh, um, the first one not to be released by her previous label that she's had for 29 years. So she had a very successful run. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Her last album was in 2017. She hasn't yes. done anything since 2017. I think what you, were, what you were saying was it's her first album since that last since, one in 2017. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't want to confuse anybody. She had an incredible run in the late 90s, early um, 2000s. It was impossible to miss what was going on for her. She played the Super Bowl in 2003. She had hits in 1998 like You're Still the One and from this moment on they were everywhere on the radio and, and people like Taylor Swift actually cite Shania as, as her, well Sh- Taylor um, cites Shania as her inspiration. Yeah. I like her name too. Unfortunately she had a very severe case of Lyme disease Um not that long ago, and the related illness affected her singing as well. Of course, Lyme disease is when you get bitten by a tick and they're not sure how to treat it. They used to say you can't recover from it, but she has. It's taken her some time to do that. And uh, this album, Queen of Me, she's very, very proud of, and she's about to start a world tour in April. Fingers crossed she's coming our way too. Along with everybody else, April is going to be mad in Melbourne. So many acts coming to town. It's really exciting. And I'm just thinking, did Shania Twain, just to go back to Robert Palmer, was it Shania Twain who one of her songs had the opposite? She had all those good-looking men in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. She sort of took the mickey out of Robert Palmer there. I can't remember what song it was. You're right. It was like, they were like bookends. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm just. I'm what just, song it was myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up as we speak. Yeah, I'm googling. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, someone will let me Google. Know. Amazing. Can I tell you what I've seen while you're doing that? Yeah, please. I saw in cinema that's in cinemas now a movie called Corsage. Now, if, I mean, we've been talking for some time, and you know I like my period films if they're good ones. And Corsage is a brilliant one. It's the story of the Empress Elizabeth of Austria. And she's faced with a future of strict ceremonies, royal duties, and she rebels against her public image and comes up with a plan to protect her legacy. It's set, of course, in 1877, and she's known as Sissy. She's celebrating her 40th birthday. She's absolutely stunning. She's known for her looks and her and her um, wardrobe, and she celebrates her birthday by lacing her corset tighter and tighter and tighter, and that's a kind of a, a metaphor for how her life is going because she's being reined in completely. Her role has been reduced to being purely performative. Her hunger for knowledge and zest for life make her more and more restless in Vienna where she's not allowed to have a say and it's just not done for women at the time. She travels to England and to Bavaria visiting former lovers and old friends. She seeks excitement and purpose of her youth. I love her. She's, uh, she reminds me a little bit of me when I was about that age. <laughs> she's, um, she's just a wonderful character played by a woman called Vicky Creeps. I hope I've pronounced that right. It's K-R-I-E-P-S, maybe Creeps. Yeah. Um, either way, it doesn't sound right. But it's the movie is wonderful. It's a brilliant portrait of a woman on the brink 
and uh, it's kind of a melancholy meditation on loneliness and frustration. I won't tell you what happens in the end. It is just cinematically beautiful and a wonderful story based on the truth about the Empress Elizabeth of Austria. Corsage. Uh, It's one men and women will really love, and you'll see that in cinema now. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Now, in terms of what I've seen, here's what everyone's been hanging out for. What was it that upset Simon? (laughs) I have, I don't, yeah, as we've often discussed, I don't watch a lot of television. I don't sort of get the time. And so it takes me a long time to watch things. And I've just finished streaming 11 seasons of uh, Frasier. Eleven seasons. You watched was, all of them. I've watched all of Cheers, and wow. then I watched all of Frasier. It's taken oh me about four years to get through it all, <laughs> and I watched the last episode this morning. Uh, g- goodbye, Seattle, where it all wow. where it all draws to a conclusion. And so, you know, I'm not breaking anything new there. I'm not expecting people to say, "Wow, there's a series called Frasier." Like everyone knows, yeah. it's, just, it, it's long long gone and in the past. But yeah. I just wanted to say how sad I get. When I reach the end, the end of a season of, of a yeah. series, and those they characters, your best friends, don't they? And then the characters just disappear from your life, never to be yeah. seen or heard from again. Yeah. It's, I always get really sad when I, when I reach the end of something. Yeah, they kind of just live in your memory, then, don't they? Yeah, it's it's not like with with a movie. You know, it's all over in an hour and a half or two hours. You, you like a character, but they've not been a big part of your life. But yes. you know, Fraser Crane has been with me for about four years now, and he's <laughs> on ensemble. He's a bit like your teddy bear or something. Ex- exactly. <laughs> I haven't felt this way since I finished. Well, uh, oh, Scrubs no. before that, and uh, Friends, and you just yeah. have to find a new one. To, to get attached to. Yes, yes. Well, I'm watching. I'm watching yeah. DC Comics have a, a show called uh, oh, what's it called? They're all the offsiders of all the superheroes. So it's got ah. Robin. It's got Wonder Woman's daughter. Uh, I've forgotten what it's called. But I'm watching. I'm watching that, and I'm enjoying that. But I'm not attached yeah. to anyone. Right. Uh, well, I'm. I'm in the middle of watching Shrinking. The fourth episode just dropped yesterday. Yeah. About this wayward therapist and with Harrison Ford in there. I think we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And that's fabulous. As I get more and more into it, I really understand what you're saying. Those people are becoming like part of me also. Yeah. Lovely. So I'm. I'm going on the journey with them. Sandy Kay is here from a breath of fresh air dot com dot au talking showbiz. A couple of quick calls to sneak in, Sandy. Bronnie's in South Yarra. G'day, Bronnie. Hello, Simon and Sandy. Hi. Can I say how, oh, Vic, I'm so thrilled we went to your show last night. We went to um, Judy, Melbourne, 1964, and I can oh. tell you that show would do well, even if it was at the Athenaeum in Melbourne, Sydney or whatever. That show has got great potential, so I hope they expand it um, to do do um, a proper theatre, you know, a bigger theatre in the city, um, over the Athenaeum, and, um, and, and take that on for a few months, because I think it would do extremely well. And Nina, was, Nina Farrow was extraordinary, Matt Hetherington, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. So I just wanted to thank you personally for being able to attend last night. Oh, well, there you go. That's a oh, That's so nice. Thank you so much for calling in. That makes me really happy. That's lovely. Thank you, Bronnie. And Mel has called from Malvern. G'day, Mel. Hi, guys. Uh, Sandy and uh, Simon. Oh, good news, Simon. Um, they've rebooted um, uh, Fraser. It's, it's being remade. Not as a remake. They're starting again as you're older. Yes. So it's about to be going to... 
I did hear that, but it, apparently with none of the old ensemble, so it's Frazier in a completely new setting again. So it's it's one of those. It's a risk. It's a very big risk because it was. <laughs> You'll have to make some new friends, Simon. Yeah, I'll have to, I I actually can't wait to see it when that comes out. It will. It, uh, but it's it's either going to bomb or it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now back to you, Sandy. What have you got for us? What's... Okay, so I've got some tickets to give away. As always, some great shows. The first one for anybody in the Geelong area is John Foreman's Australia Pop orchestra next Friday night at the Geelong Arts Centre in the Costa Hall. The show's called Leading Ladies and aptly named because it's a one-night-only performance starring the fabulous Lucy Durack, who was Princess Fiona in Shrek and Glinda the Good Witch in, in Wicked and Elle Woods in Legally Blonde, the musical. She's done all sorts of stuff. Yep. She stars with Caroline O'Connor and Sylvie Palladino, and they are backed by John Foreman's orchestra. Of course, he was the musical director, event director, pianist, composer. He was the director for Australian Idol. He wrote The Flame. We all know John Foreman, yeah. don't we? It's oh, going amazing. to be a sensational night. And um, the Geelong Arts Centre have given us one double pass for the first person to jump onto my website at breathoffreshair.com.au who'd like to go along to see Leading Ladies next Friday night at the Geelong Arts Centre. All you've got to do is tell me one of the stars of that Leading Ladies show. It's going to be a beauty. Yeah. The next one that I have to give away... I have six double passes. This is super too. You can take some of your friends. There is a place that I did actually a bit of work for a couple of weeks ago. It's called Caldermead Farm and Cafe, and it's on the South Gippsland Highway um, in South Gippsland, out of place called Caldermead. And what it is is a working dairy farm. So they have all this amazing product, and the public are all invited in to come and see how the, the, the cows are tended and how they're milked and how the products are made. So you get to see the whole thing. But they've also started to have um, events there. And this is their very first event at Caldermead Farm. And it's featuring Chocolate Starfish, that fabulous band yeah. who were, hit the music scene in the early 1990s and really established themselves as a very influential force. Um, with, actually with the cover of Carly Simon's You're So Vain. So it's going to be a fabulous afternoon there um, next Sunday, like tomorrow week, and I have six double passes. These tickets for lawn passes, actually general admission, don't tell anybody, starts at $69 a person. So um, it's worth quite a lot of money what I'm giving. On the lawn, you bring your own chair, your blanket, you hang out. There's buses from Pakenham, from Cranbourne, Touradin, Kuwirup, and even ones that will come and go from Gippsland. Lots of food available, drink at bar prices. It is their inaugural festival there at the Caldermead Farm and Cafe, and it's going to be a brilliant one with chocolate starfish. So if you would like to win one of the six double passes I have to give away to that concert... And, you know, if you want to take some friends, just let me know too. Just tell me one of, well, just tell me any chocolate starfish song or 
who was the lead singer of Chocolate Starfish because he's a bit of a performer too, Adam, isn't he? He is. I, I hope that takes off because those sorts of things are fantastic. Where yep. you're not you're not going to a theatre to sit in a chair and watch someone on stage. You, it's it's out in the open. It's 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 marvellous in the countryside. It's like those Day on the Green concerts. They're just yes, marvellous. Exactly. All good though if the weather, if Melbourne's weather <laughs> holds out, then it will be fine. I mean, in the afternoon that one they've got a. Uh, Robbie Williams, tribute um, performer, also ahead of choc- the Chockies, they're called, or the Fish. Um, it's going to be terrific entertainment. I hope it's great weather for them. And I, you're right, I hope it takes off too because it will be the first of many. And there's not all that much to do out in South Gippsland. It's only an hour from Melbourne. Uh, it'll be a fabulous day out. Yeah, so let me know, um, breathoffreshair.com.au, if you want to go and see the Chockies. Tell me uh, either who the lead singer is or one of their songs to win a double pass to that. And the other thing I wanted to tell you about was the Eltham Jazz Festival. I got a call, I got an email from um, one of the organisers of the festival, a lovely man by the name of John O'Keefe, who just wanted to let our audience know that on February the 25th, which is also the Sunday, there is a free festival going on in Eltham. It's Mem- Melbourne's premier Green Wedge music festival it's returning to Eltham Town Centre and there'll be over 15 jazz bands blues souls and funk ones too delicious selection of local food wine gin and beer something for everybody (laughs) and uh, lots of stalls fabulous cafes bars and restaurants happening family friendly event with free activities like a jumping castle and face painting it's on Sunday from one till five o'clock and uh, everybody no matter what your age is, you're going to have a great time out there. If you want to check the website, it is elthamjazz.com.au. Yeah, that's excellent. The uh, it, oh, I've been to a few festivals out Eltham Way, and uh, and yeah, it's it's a, again a great, just a great place to have those things. I agree. Gorgeous, mm. gorgeous part of the world, Eltham. Now, have I got time to tell you about one more thing? Yes, you certainly do. So, one of my very favourite performers is about to come to town. And her name is Judy Collins. We actually spoke about her. She didn't win her Grammy, but it doesn't matter. She's 83 years old and she's doing an incredible lot of performances, places where you'd never expect to see a person of her calibre. On uh, Thursday, March the 9th, she's going to be at Port Ferry Festival. No, I'm sorry, at Hamer Hall on Thursday, March 9th, at Port Ferry Festival on March 11 and 12th at the Caravan Club at Archie's Creek on the 18th of March and at Memo Music Hall in St Kilda on March 19. Now, it's been over a decade since Judy Collins has toured and half of these shows are, are going to be intimate concert tours. So she's going to do all sorts of stunning renditions, songs like Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now, yep. her Grammy Award one, Send in the Clowns, songs by Leonard Cohen, Joan Baez, Bob Dylan and the like. I was very lucky to have a talk with with uh, Judy Collins. She, of course, was the inspiration for Crosby, Stills and Nash song Judy Blue Eyes, and she is quite an incredible woman. I asked her where she takes all the energy from to do all this touring. Well, I have a regi- regime which works for me pretty much all the time. One of my secrets. I'm never any place but in the time zone that I'm in. And I think psychologically and physically, that's a huge part of why I don't get worn out any place. Throughout the year, starting a long time ago, I got into a routine both of the way I eat, the way I exercise, the way I 
live my life. I think the exercise and the and the the diet is essential. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners would like to know Judy Collins' secret in terms of diet and exercise. What are you doing that keeps you so young? I have this Fitbit I've, I, on my wrist, and I've only ta- I've only walked three thousand steps, but by the end of the day, I'll get it up to seven thousand, maybe eight. Usually, I try for ten. I also do a lot of different kinds of things. I do a stretch series that I pretty much do every day. I've done this since I was 22 or 23, before I got involved with uh, Jane Fonda's exercise. And I've always had pieces of it. And I use weights. I'm building up right now because I broke an elbow a few months ago. And I'm still trying to get it back on total track so that I can actually do my yoga. Right. Uh, you do yoga too? I do a, a number of very simple memorized forms and so that helps i also run you know one of the things i do on the road is that i run in circles i even do it here at home sometimes and i run in circles there's an actor who does that and he shared about it how he rearranges the furniture in the hotel rooms and runs and do you think people are able to pick that up at any age i mean you say you've been doing it since 22 can you start doing it when you're in your 60s or beyond Yeah, you can do it if you don't overdo it at the start and wreck yourself. If you go to a gym and just work until you're falling down, which is not the way to do it. And moderate. You don't have to be an extreme person as to get a little in every day and to make sure that you're eating right and that you're remembering your posture. It's a little at a time. It's not extreme, but it's steady. That's the deal. Steady as she goes. Lovely. So, Judy Collins, what are we going to see from you on stage here in Australia? First of all, I'm doing the songs from the Wildflower album from 1967, and then i am be doing songs from my new album. I remember last time we spoke, you were telling me about how Joni felt that you recorded both sides now before she even managed to. Is there a grudge that is ongoing as a result of that, or that was all sorted out? When I recorded both sides now, first of all, I heard it on the phone when Al Cooper called me in the middle of the night and played it and had her sing it to me. It was three o'clock in the morning. I was probably very drunk, but I heard it and I said, oh, my God. And of course, she was unknown. So when I recorded both sides now and made Joni Mitchell's name and her song a worldwide item, I would think that somebody would have been happy. I certainly was. There you go. Judy Collins, what an inspiration. <laughs> Isn't she? I think I think that was excellent advice and really something that all our listeners and me should listen to and take heed of because she's in sensational shape for 83. Yeah. Just wait till you see her performing. She's amazing. Magnificent. Good on you, Sandy. Thank you, as always, for the, uh, the time and effort you put into preparing all this stuff for us. We love it each and every week. My absolute pleasure. Take care, Simon. Everyone listening. That's Sandy Kay from breathoffreshair.com.au.